Hello, and welcome to another Cruising Altitude episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am your co-pilot, Catherine Weigel. Oh, I like I that. I have lost 100 pounds and have kept it off for a long time. Uh, I kind of tripped up there, but there you go. Uh, I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, a Thrive Global Certified oh. Coach, uh, maintainer, and host of the We Only Look Thin Walt Place Accountability Group Catherine Weigel, we only look thin, and with me is co-captain <laughs> Donald Weigel, and I am your co-pilot for this episode of We Only Look Thin. I have lost about 100 pounds. I have been married to this wonderful lady for... Oh, gross. <laughs> I knew that was going to gross you out. Uh, for about 25 years. Congratulations. And I've lost about 100 pounds. To you. Being very vague on the on the specifics, uh, and because I can't remember what day this episode comes out. And uh, we are here to talk about weight loss and fitness, and particularly how it relates to going on vacation. Vacation, Asian, Asian. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, we all know the beloved film, Snakes on a Plane. Yes. Where um classic family vacation family vacation comedy, comedy. Snakes on a Plane. Which uh I will start by saying I haven't seen. Yeah, no, I haven't either but actually. But what I'm assuming Samuel L. Jackson does, is there an episode where we don't talk about Samuel L. Jackson? I'm not sure there is. I'm yeah. not sure there is. Yeah, every episode. But if he is anything like me, the second I get on an airplane, literally the first thing that I do. Yeah. Like I'm 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 poking a finger at outer space right now. You sure are. I sit down. I don't even put on my seatbelt yet. Right. I pull out the Sky Mall magazine oh, or yeah. the the like in-flight whatever, and I figure out what snacks will be served on the plane. Yeah. It is like very important that I know, are they a Canada Dry kind of flight? Do they, what kind of nuts are, are no nuts being served? How did you gain a hundred pounds? I can't even figure it out. Oh my it gosh. It doesn't make any sense. I know. Well, and I found out recently that you don't really care for honey, uh, I don't honey nuts care or whatever for honey they're called. Roasted honey nuts. roasted yeah. nuts. Yeah. No, I liked the days when they were, they were regular roasted nuts. Oh my gosh. I would eat all the honey pretzels. I would eat they, yours. They don't serve a lot of roasted nuts on planes. No, they don't do that anymore. Anyway, but. but I would definitely like, oh, I'll, I'll, no, this is for my sleeping companion. Companion and I would just eat them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like snacks on a plane where like the party has started. That's when you know captain has turned on the safe, you know, the safety lights and all the things and you're you're flying and they're like, okay, now we're going to go to food service. That's when the party really started. Yeah. And it is about that time of year again uh, when this episode comes out that people will be turning their attentions towards vacations, uh, the Memorial Day long weekend, the, the summer uh, trips coming up. And also we had this fantastic snacks on a plane title. Yeah. That we, we couldn't waste. I want to say that we came up with this title like two years ago so. and have and just like, been waiting. Keep forgetting to use it until I'm tired now. of the snacks. <laughs> I'm the snacky, snacky plane. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming maybe they didn't have enough snacks on the plane or, or like there were to too Im- many snacks. I like to imagine that Samuel Jackson at one point like punches the snakes in the face. <laughs> the, the snakes or the snacks? The, the snakes. Yeah. The snakes. Yeah. yeah, I guess we should watch that 
I don't some think point. I don't think snakes on a plane had anything to do with snacks, but maybe. Oh well, I prefer to think of the the snacks. I yeah. generally prefer to think of the snacks. But but on this episode, whether you're flying the friendly skies to your destination, or driving in a car, or I don't know, using a hoverboard or whatever mm-hmm. mode of transport that you desire. Vacations can be exciting. Snacks on a hoverboard is not nearly (laughs) as good of a title. No, not. Uh, But it can be kind of stressful because I would see vacations as an escape from any habit that I had. Right. I would prioritize all the food. I would gain five to eight pounds on vacation. And then I would keep the party going all summer long, and then suddenly be up 20 pounds saying, how did this happen? Yeah, and I um, would oftentimes um, say, and I've said on this podcast before, like, how do I make this about food? Yeah. You know, when I am doing basically anything, like, okay, so how do I bring this around to be about an opportunity to eat all the food? And because, you know... There was an article we talked about not too long ago on this show that called out, like, is food your number one fun? Yeah, And and I think, unfortunately for me, yes, that is the thing I think about first. Like, is this an opportunity to eat something delicious? Yeah. And and so the the second I would get out the door, but there are other people who, like – you know, maybe you're doing great at home, you're on a routine, you're feeling good, and then you get out of your element on a road trip or a, or a plane trip or whatever, and and you really just can't get back on track or you can't stay on track. And, um, you know, we would like to run through a list of, of sort of, uh, you know, tips and suggestions for how to... Um, go into and out of your vacation and still be proud of your choices. Yeah. And I know that a vacation might be five, seven days, however many days it is, but it is a long year. And so I didn't get a hundred pounds overweight just because I went on a couple of vacations. It was my lifestyle 365 days a year that really mattered. And then I would just double down on vacation. So we're asking you to single down on your vacation instead of doubling down. Yeah. And you know, this isn't actually even in the notes, but it's just occurring to me. Something that you have talked about recently is maybe the thing we should talk about first is Think of your vacation, actively think of it as a pause and not think of it as the beginning of a a nonstop food. Right. The real me gets to eat whatever I want without any consequence. And and really go into it with the mindset of, okay, these are the dates of the vacation. This is just a pause on my normal health and fitness plan. And, And on the date I get back... That is when I'm I'm restarting and really going into it with that first and foremost. With the end being back home in mind. But I I mean, I think I've talked about it before as being bookends. What you do before the trip and after the trip really does matter. Setting yourself up for success in both directions matters. And like Donald said, it can be a pause to your healthy habits. You're going to be in a different environment with different people and a different schedule. And it's okay to not get in your, you know, your full activity steps that you usually get making your normal meals because a lot of things are out of our control. But what we can control 
is important. And that's where we will single down. Is that? Yes, we're going to single down. Exactly. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with the another mindset thing, which is to remember, and this is this is very hard for me. I just said I try to make everything about food. Just remember that vacations are not all about the food. Vacations are about uh, resting and relaxing and recuperating and having fun experiences and and doing things that you can't normally do at home. And in a lot of cases, about really spending like quality time and building memories with family. And it doesn't have to be all about food. And like I said, this is a hard one for me, but remembering that up front um, can really help you set yourself up for success on your vacation. And then another thing to do is to make policies before you go. Um, And don't just sort of, you know, let yourself glide in the wind as if you're uh, a leaf and really kind of go into it knowing that, okay, my policy is going to be that I, you know, I, this is my indulgent meal on this day, or these are the indulgent meal days, or that I'm going to only stick to these particular treats, for example, but really think about it ahead of time and decide like what you want to do beforehand and how you want to come out and and really you know stick to your your policies while you're there and your standards so that you're not just in the spur of the moment trying to decide well should I eat this or shouldn't I eat this like you've already predecided before you go and the planning part is part of the fun you plan for the excursions you plan for the events that you're going to so planning the indulgences that you're going to have matters. So another mindset idea is it might be a win just to limit the damage. Don't aggressively go after the, you know, the hot bar at the, you know, at the at the vacation club or whatever. Go in knowing you're going to indulge, but not like, okay, that whole cake is mine. Right. Like I actually, when we went to Hawaii a bunch of years ago, I like went and bought the Hawaiian bread like that you can get at the supermarket here (laughs) in California. Yeah, but it tastes better there for some reason. You know, a fun fact, when you're there, they just call it here bread. Here bread. Delicious here bread. But I bought it for the kids and ended up eating like five rolls and then just threw out the rest. So that was that was one of those maybe don't do that suggestions. Yeah, exactly. That that was some damage that I didn't need that I brought on myself. So you don't have to go to one extreme or another. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to have no food fun on this trip and I'm going to do nothing but exercise. But it also doesn't mean you're you're just going to go completely off the rails and, and try and, you know, pack in as much food as possible over that time. Yeah. And if you do decide to go all in... Just remember to be okay with the consequences of those choices. The times that I have made it, we went to New Orleans like 20 years ago. Yeah. And we aggressively ate around the city, like three meals a day. And it was way too much. And I'm sure we each gained 10 pounds in a weekend from all of the food, like a legitimate 10 pounds. And being like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do, and I will pay the price probably for another year trying to get the 10 pounds off. Right. Go in realistically knowing that. And don't be like, oh my gosh, I can't even go on vacation without 
gaining weight, like which I used to do all the time. Being, right. being aware and taking responsibility for your choices matters. Because that, I mean, that is an option. The option could be I'm just going to decide to eat all the food while I'm gone. But then, you know, go in knowing, understanding that there will be consequences and that you'll have to deal with them when you get back. Um, so another sort of more practical um, idea is to grocery shop when you get to your destination or have grocery delivery when you get to your destination, which is such a great thing. If you're staying somewhere that has any kind of a, a refrigerator or, or mini kitchen or anything like that, um, which also is a, is a thing to do um, if you really want to not eat out for every meal. And that also can help financially as well, as well as with, you know, health and fitness goals have groceries delivered to where you're staying or plan to go grocery shopping the first day that you're there. And so that you have some, some of your, you know, sort of better go to healthier calorie friendly, you know, foods around and you're not just reliant on, on restaurants and buffets the whole time that you're gone. Well, and that can be true as well for staying with relatives, having your own food around. For me, it really, sort of keeps me anchored in my home state, sort of. Right. Um, I know it can be awkward if, well, I don't have a lot of refrigerator space, we're staying with family, it would be rude. But having a few go-tos that you can have on hand, whether they're shelf-stable that you keep in the room where you're, you are sleeping, or just having some yogurt or cold, cold cuts. Cold cuts, that's what my grandma Yeah, cold called. cuts. Man, I um, haven't heard them called cold cuts in a long time. I thought they were just cold cuts. Like, she didn't pronounce the D. Yeah. So, anyway. But having a few things, like, I'm going to see my mom soon and knowing that I can get yogurt and ham and a couple of other things that make me feel like my best version of myself helps me stay on track instead of foraging in her cabinets for uh, for whatever food that she has. And if you're going on a road trip, you can pre-pack some of those things and bring them with you on the road trip so that you're not at the whim of, of whatever fast food place or whatever gas station uh, convenience store that you happen to run across, like actually prepare to bring, you know, bring a cooler or two with you in the car and, and plan that. Or if you're getting on a plane, um, rather than relying on the snacks that are on the plane, you can actually bring some things that are within your plan with you. Um, you know, you have to be careful not to eat all of your snacks and then also oh eat gosh. what's on the plane, yeah. which which is also a, p a potential problem. But it is an option to try and bring some things with you that will that will you know help you you know minimize the damage or or stick to your goals. Yeah, and I know we've said this before too. We would pull out of the driveway. And then stop at Starbucks, and I would get a snack pack and a lemon loaf oh and goodness, a coffee yeah. and a frappuccino and bagels and donuts just in case. Have a policy of if you're driving for 10 hours, that maybe every third stop you get a treat instead of every single one. Because well, and, and we would do a thing, too, where we would we would have a destination that was like an hour away, and we would stop for breakfast burritos and yeah. eat them in the car and then get to the destination and basically have a Hobbit-like second breakfast yeah. like when we got there, which was another, another fun thing we did all the time. It's so fun. It's so fun, <laughs> it's yes. So fun. So uh, another tip 
If you have the choice, stay somewhere in which you can cook or at least heat up a frozen meal. So maybe that's a place with a microwave. We've made this suggestion too before, as long as the electrical um, outlets will support it, is have a toaster oven delivered to the hotel. Even if it's $30 yeah. and you use it for a week and you don't take it with you, that is significantly less expensive than getting room service or going out to eat every day. Yeah, and we found out that a lot of places, um, they, they may not have them in every room, but some uh, hotels will have a few mini fridges and a few microwaves and um, you know, they they hold them for wait for people to request them. So at least check, like maybe your room doesn't have yeah, it to begin with. Yeah, a rice cooker or an Instant Pot. Or yeah, all of those things. Yeah, have have all of those things delivered to your room. <laughs> <laughs> I want them all. I want my money's worth out of this hotel. Yeah. Um, so, again, another one is stick to the must-haves. Don't go and eat a generic thing out of the mini bar if you're in a tropical location. Yeah. Make sure to have a local treat, a here treat, if right. you will. Exactly. Um, but really prioritize the things that are, uh, you know, a 10 out of 10 instead of just grazing all day. And an example of that for me is if I'm out and I know I'm going to have an indulgent day, but like there are things available that I could have anytime. Yeah. You know, Doritos or or you know, a national brand potato chip, and that is an option. Like I will skip that because I can have that at any time. But if there's something that you know is truly unique to that location, or or even just that it's difficult to get outside of that location, then maybe I will I will have that thing, and that's part of my policy going in. Yeah. Um, another thing to try is to try and save your indulgences for late in the trip. So you you try and stick to your goals early on, and then you you plan and you you know you set a date or a couple of days at the end of the trip where you're going to really have your indulgent meals and. This does a couple of things. One, it limits your caloric intake early. And two, for me, if I start from minute zero, like when I oh my gosh. when I get there, then I'm much less likely to be able to reel myself back in later in the trip. But if I if I plan, you know, at the beginning, well, I'm going to, you know, only stick to groceries for the first few days. And then at the end of the trip is when I'm going to do it. It makes it much easier for me to stick to, uh, you know, to choices that I'm proud of and then come back to the world, the regular world and, yeah. and start again. No, for sure. That is really huge for me because I have gone on vacations where by day six or seven, I'm so you know, tired from how much I've eaten that I can't even really enjoy the day. That happened when we went to Disney World. I ate so many churros. I uh, was, I felt sick all day and couldn't go on the rides. So that was not a fun time. That was a learning experience. Exactly, for sure. And then another uh, strategy to try might be to just pick one meal a day that is your indulgence. And, you know, one meal, a, indulgent meal a day, I can still eat a lot, a lot, a lot. But if it's only one meal, that's not three meals plus a whole bunch of snacks and things. And maybe that will allow you to feel more like you've enjoyed your vacation if you have that one meal a day to look forward to. And, you know, you don't even have to make it the same meal every day. Maybe one day it's a breakfast, maybe another day it's a dinner. And I'm just going to keep naming meals. Naming meals. Um, uh, Elevensies. Do you know, you know what breakfast. I didn't say? What? Lunch. It could also be lunch. It could be. Um, you know, but 
maybe it's one just one meal a day and that is sort of your happy medium for while well, I really get to in, enjoy the food on this trip but at the same time I'm not you know having 4000 calories three or four times a day well and I feel terrible in the morning if I eat carbs and I know that yet I still do it from time to time right but if you stick to a high protein high you know vegetable or fruit breakfast that makes you feel full and satiated but not exhausted then do that prioritize the things that really do matter absolutely so another one on the uh, on the calorie train is try to limit alcohol. Set some policies around or even any indulgent, you know, uh, daiquiris uh, or frappuccinos of the location. Really say things like I will, you know, it's or a daiquino. A daiquino. <laughs> Sorry. <Ew. laughs> um but be strategic about your consumption of high calorie beverages, whether it's alcohol or not. Save it for the evening. Maybe if you're going somewhere for a week, have a policy of Monday through Friday. I will have a cocktail in the evening. And then maybe at the end of the trip, I'll have a mimosa or a Bloody Mary in the morning, something like that. But if we go, if we go hard, if we go all day and all night, chances are we may sleep through the entire vacation and just feel like crud. So pace yourself when it comes to alcohol. Well, and the other thing about the about alcohol for me is that when I drink, my decision-making yeah. capabilities get get worse. Uh, I was going to say get bad. Um, but I have a harder time refusing food when I'm drinking. So yeah. I really need to keep that in mind. And again, if you're okay with the consequences of it, then that's fine. But you know, what I hate doing is like, oh man, I had that, I had three drinks and then I just couldn't stop eating. Like I, I, generally feel regret after I do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and in terms of prioritizing, pick the better option on the menu, something that might be a local delicacy or something where you can pump up, up the, the volume. volume. I know I feel my best when I have lots of vegetables. And I know that there have been vacations that have been bereft of vegetables. And oh. I feel terrible yeah. and so having i've had vacations where there's always this point where i'm like i need to eat something green oh my gosh <laughs> i don't know what happened but i have had nothing green in however many days yeah so even if your policy is i will have a salad every day as some part of my meal or i will have roasted vegetables on my as a side instead of potatoes just make sure that you're still getting in those uh, that roughage. And again, pick the pick the option that isn't going to load you load, load you down. And and speaking of menus, if you're a planner like I am, I like to plan uh and I enjoy uh thinking about the the, the trip. Uh, <laughs> he he likes planning to plan. I do. That's like when am I going to plan? When I do. I have time? It's like I almost enjoy like planning and thinking about the thing more than actually yeah. doing the thing a lot of the times. Um but if if you're a planner like me, really scout out menus ahead of time. And this does a couple of things. One, you can sort of like fantasize about what you're going to have when you're there. But but more importantly, when it comes to this is um, you can really, um, before you even sit down at restaurants that are going to be around where you are, you can already know what the the choices that are going to fit better into your, your plan and your desired lifestyle than when you just sit down and you're faced with a menu blind. And yeah. oftentimes, 
you get distracted because people keep talking and, and you're just like, oh, I'll just have that. But if you really, you know, look at it ahead of time, then you can have some ideas going in of what might make you feel better about your choices um, as you're making them. Um, and then also remember, and this oftentimes applies to kind of the all-you-can-eat buffet yeah. or, or the, the complimentary breakfast is included. Um, you don't have to get your money's worth. Yeah. Like, your the idea is to have fun and enjoy yourself. It's not to like make make yourself stuffed with food that you will feel bad about and feel shame about and then regret choices later. So try and give up on the idea that you have to take advantage of of these all you can eat or included um you know meals and snacks and things in order to get your money's worth because ultimately getting your money's worth can really, you know, harm your long-term health and even your psyche, you know, when you're when you're overstuffing yourself with these things. But also getting your money's worth when you know you have issues with controlling your portion size. Right. It doesn't help to bring extras back to the room or well they you know there's free muffins in the morning so we'll bring back a dozen so that we don't have to get breakfast tomorrow but it doesn't help if you end up just eating them all day which is what i would do if there's extra food it wouldn't make it to the next meal because i would just eat it immediately so don't bring doggy bags don't double up don't bring treats back to your room And another part of that is don't look at every meal like it is your last, because we definitely do that of like, I'm just, you know, I'm living my best life now. I'm going to like, if I don't get every single version of the treat and the add on that it's not a real party, you can, did you know you can share things? Yeah. You can share indulgent food. Well, and, and also we, we've said this regarding a lot of these sort of situations there will be other opportunities to have indulgent meals. Just because you're on vacation doesn't mean that when the vacation is over, then you will have no opportunities to eat good food ever again. So just keep in mind that this is just a vacation meal. It's not the last fun, enjoyable meal that you'll ever have an opportunity to eat. Exactly. And then a couple of uh, of sort of closing uh, tips as you're as you're thinking about rounding out your vacation, um, before you leave for your vacation, set up your home for success when you return. Yeah, make sure that you that you leave food around that will still be good when you get back that fits into your plan, so that you're not returning from vacation and going like, "Well, we have no choice but yeah. but to." Um, but to eat fast food or to have food delivered or or whatever. And if you're going to be gone for too long to do that, you know, there are lots of grocery delivery services where you can actually set up a favorites list. And the day before you're going to come home, you can go in, select your favorites, and then have them delivered for like shortly after you're supposed to be home so that then you have this fresh food that's there and you really set yourself up. Another thing, and this may seem unrelated, is try and have like the kitchen clean and and ready to use before you go. Because if you come home and you've got dishes in the sink, especially after a vacation, you're not going to feel like like cooking and making more dishes before you go. But really set your home up for success before you leave so that you're ready to go when you come back. Yeah, and definitely, like Donald said, with keeping things tidy, coming home – 
to a lack of chaos. Is that what people would say? Right. Coming home to a, a home that is ready to receive you does matter and not stressing yourself out with, you know, having to make some perfect meal. So like Donald said, having a frozen meal on hand, having uh, even, you know what, on the way home from the from the airport or on the last thing, pick up fast food that you want that's maybe you've already checked it out and you know that you can manage the portion and just be like, you know what, I'm, I know we're not going to cook, so we're going to get takeout from this one place, but I'm getting a big salad because I know that that will serve my health goals. Yeah, certainly uh, another option too. And then and then to kind of wrap this up, we mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but really try to make your vacation eating patterns your vacation eating patterns yeah. and not your post-vacation eating patterns and we would fall into the the trap so to speak all the time and we talked about this earlier of we go on vacation and then we get back and we just can't get back into our our plan that we had were on before we left right so it's sunday you put all the suitcases down you've got to work on monday the kids go back to school you know what we're just going to get takeout all week and then next weekend we'll reset yeah and And then then suddenly it's two weeks of two weeks or three weeks or a month and then before we know it you know we're like we're like how did we get here we have to start over from the beginning so to speak i would do that so often and i think it's because a lot of times too we feel like we have to go back to a really high standard yeah of how we're performing so if you imagine with without any action if you say okay we're going on vacation and then monday morning I'm going to a big deficit. I'm starting a new plan. I'm going to be super austere. And then it feels too hard because you've been eating double the calories every day. Why don't you plan on coming back in the first week back? Maybe you just eat at maintenance. Yeah. Maybe you don't go for a deficit. Maybe you just prioritize uh, vegetables and water and taking walks and kind of getting back into the rhythm because you are out of rhythm when you go on vacation. So ease back in from a time away with maintenance calories. Those are always available to you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can come back and ease yourself back into your plan and not go straight into a giant calorie deficit where you, you know, and and really you shouldn't ever make yourself feel miserable about your plan, but certainly don't go from from complete indulgence to, you know, thinking that you have to then go cut way back to a thousand calories a day to make up for it. That also is going to probably trip you up in the end. So I know we've given you a lot of tips and suggestions on how to manage your vacations, but just remember that the What you do before you go and what you do when you return really does matter. Vacations are important. They're a time to recharge, to enjoy yourself, and to create new memories and try new delicious foods and and beverages. It's all good, but make sure that you're working in alignment with who you are. There was uh, one episode that we did. I asked the question, are you taking a vacation with your habits or from your habits? Are you purposely creating a new persona for yourself that just goes back to the way you really want to eat? and Or are you keeping in mind the habits that you know make you feel your best while still enjoying your time away? Because we do need and enjoy that time to recharge and energize. And uh, if you do anything, you know, we've given you what, like 20 different tips or something like that? 
pick one. Start thinking about what feels reasonable to you. If it all feels overwhelming, then try to minimize your damage when you go away. Set a couple of policies for yourself. Let others know what you're planning on doing because we don't want to regret the vacations that we've taken. And if you use at least one of these tips, I think you will have no regret, but just uh, be happy and, uh, and enjoy. Absolutely. And one thing I know you will never regret doing is listening to an episode of this show. And thank you so much for listening. We are truly grateful for for you. Um, The fact that you want to spend some of your time listening to us is really, truly meaningful. And and we appreciate each and every one of you. All of our episodes are available on all of the major podcast platforms. Um, You can find them wherever you found this episode, and you can also find them all on our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support and accountability tips, ideas, and it's just really a safe place to share uh, what you're going through on your journey venture. Um, And it's also a great place to check back in once you are back from vacation to stay accountable. Uh, If people let me know that they are going on vacation, might tag them in a post when they return to uh, to help get them back on track. Yeah, um, we have two subscription options: a monthly option with a three day complimentary trial, and a three month subscription with a seven day complimentary trial to see if Wool Place is right for you. Yes, yeah, so please check that out, and you can also check us out on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you could also email us, if you feel like it, uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We enjoy episode suggestions. We really enjoy compliments. If you just want to say hi, if you have questions for us, uh, we are happy to answer them. Um, You can find us there. And uh, once again, that's weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your life and in your vacations, but it also helps other people find our podcast when they are looking for helpful nutrition and health podcasts just like ours. And one of the other ways you can really help us if you would uh, be so kind is to talk about the show. If you could uh, mention it to somebody, uh, if you think you know somebody who might benefit from the show, if you could give us a shout out, or if you're in an online group on uh, Facebook, on uh, uh, Discord, if you, on if Reddit. You're, if you're also on a plane and you're trying to think of things to talk to your co-seat person, what are yeah. they called? Your, your seat mate? Your seat mate, yeah. Seat mate. Your talk co-seat to, person, Yeah, yes. your co-seat person. Say like, hey, we've made eye contact. I'm going to tell you about We Only Look Thin. Why not? It's it's a great uh, icebreaker. Absolutely. Uh, that would be uh, helpful to us. We would appreciate it. Yep. So if you are still trying to imagine Samuel Jackson's seatmate being a king cobra trying <laughs> to fly the plane, just remember <laughs> that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. I'm tired of all these snacks on the snacky snacky plane. <laughs> the 
The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.